Welcome to Redefining Balance for Working Moms podcast, where we believe life balance is possible. Uh, Yes, even for you. You might just have to redefine what it looks like for yourself. I'm your host, fellow working mom and founder of Your Life Rocks, Jenny Stemmerman. Each week, I'll bring you practical, real-life tips to help you focus on the things that matter most in life and be the best version of yourself in every area that God has called you to. Ready to redefine what balance looks like for you and your life? Let's go. Hey there, I am so excited that you are here to join with me for another podcast this week. I'm your host, Jenny Stemmerman, and if you missed last week's episode, I hope you go back and have a listen because we're talking a lot about the foundational things to help you create more balance in your life. Now, of those three foundational principles, the last one is systems, and today we're talking a little bit about systems and systems for your home, specifically around paper. Now, I know for me and a lot of other people I know that that is their number one thing when it comes to home organization is what to do with all of the paper that keeps coming into our house that occupies so much space. And so we have a special guest today to walk us through that and also to help us with the mindset piece. So if you are someone who has been trying to get organized, to clear away some of the chaos and the clutter around your house and you just struggle with it, we have some great tips for you as well. But before we get into my interview, I did want to remind you that the New Year Reset course found inside Life Balance Membership will be archived at the end of January. Now, some of the worksheets and the lessons will be implemented into some of the resource sections of the membership website, but the course itself will be archived. So if you've been wanting to take that course and you haven't yet done it, make sure that you do it before the end of January. And did you know that you can try out Life Balance Membership for free for seven days? You can upgrade right inside of your mobile app. And if you don't have the mobile app, just search Your Life Rocks in the App Store. You'll find it. You can upgrade there or you can go to lifebalancemembership.com to get started. And of course, you can find even more resources at yourliferocks.com. Now, last week when we talked about the three principles, we also talked about the eight areas of life. And so we're going to be spending some time diving a little bit into those different areas. And today we're talking about home organization. Now, today I am joined by Jennifer Ford Berry, who is an organizational expert. She's also a best-selling author, the host of the 29-Minute Mom podcast. She's a national speaker and promoter of God's plan. She's written five books, including the Organize Now series and her latest book, Purpose Over Possessions, Decluttering Your Life So You Can Live on Purpose. Now, what I really love about Jennifer is that she does talk a lot about the how-tos of decluttering, but she also talks about why it's important and helps us get over the mindset issues that are stumbling blocks to keeping us be successful. Plus, she's just a really fun person to talk to and to listen to. And so I know you are going to love my conversation with her. So without further ado, let's get into my interview with Jennifer. Jennifer, my friend, welcome to Redefining Balance Podcast. I am so excited to have you on. Talking about organization is one of my favorite things to talk about on this show, and I know my audience loves it too, and you have so much wisdom. I feel like we have the queen of organization on the show today, so I'm so excited. But before we get into all of the great things that you have to share with us today, share with us a little bit more about who you are. 
So thanks for having me, Jenny. I'm so excited to be here and talk to your listeners today uh, about a topic I'm super, super passionate about. I could talk about organizing all day long. I've been doing this for almost 20 years. And I started out in corporate America. And shortly after 9-11, I was a brand new mom with a baby. And I was laid off of my job in advertising. And I thought, oh, this is going to be cool. I'm going to get paid unemployment to stay home with my infant. And about two months in, I realized that I'm the type of person that needs to be working, um, using my brain, making things, creating things, you know, not in the form of crafts or anything like that. I'm totally not that girl, but just in the form of business. I always have loved business. So I started asking myself, you know, what am I passionate about? What do I want to do with my life? I knew I did not want to be a slave to corporate hours as a new mom but I wanted to change people's lives. And after a lot of soul searching, I decided to take a leap of faith and become a professional organizer. And it's funny because almost 20 years later, this is a huge industry, but back then there was like nobody doing this. So I had to kind of figure it out as I went. And I just knew that I was good at organizing. I've loved organizing since I was five years old. I used to think cleaning my room was fun. <laughs> really weird kid. Um, and so I just started out like helping people that I knew. And before you know it, um, it kind of grew and grew. And what's happened in the last several years, you know, 10 years ago, my first book, Organized Now, came out. And I wrote a series of four books in that um, same title, different subtitles about everything you could possibly organize in your life or your business or your mind. And then I decided, you know, well, I didn't decide it. It was kind of like God just tapped on my shoulder and said, you know what, you're going to take this to another level. And that's when I realized that my, my um, career was really my calling. And my calling is not to create Pinterest perfect homes, but it's to really create homes that give people you know, peace and joy, and it reflects who they really want to be, what kind of family they want to be raising, but also businesses and purpose that God sent them here to create. And the thing is, is that clutter, if you let it, will rob you of all of those things. And so I'm really, really passionate about teaching people how to, first of all, decide what is clutter and what isn't, and then go through the process of removing that clutter so they can focus on their greater purpose. And that's what uh, gets me pumped up. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And one of the things that you said that really stood out to me was that the clutter can rob you of all of those things. And when you just say it, it's kind of like, really, does that, is it really that severe? But when you're living in it, when you're looking around and there's just piles of paper and overwhelm and like, it can really play a big piece on your emotions and on your mindset and even on the actions that you do. Why do you think that that is? Why do we have such a is there such power in clutter? Well, there's so many, there's so many things attached to it. There's psychological attachments, things that you were taught as a child in the environment you grew up with. Maybe your parents um, struggled with letting things go and didn't know how to get rid of the clutter. It's funny because organizing is not something most people are taught. They're either born knowing how to do it like me, or they seek you know, tools and resources and people out to teach them. But it's not something that, you know, if your parents aren't good at it, they can't teach you to be good at it. And your teachers aren't going to focus on this in school. So it becomes a life skill that you really need to hone in on. I think there's also a lot of emotional attachment to our clutter. There's guilt. Um, if we let things go there, you know, that voice, it could be anything from, well, you spent money on this, so you have to keep it or somebody gave this to you for a gift or it was your great grandmother's. So a lot of guilt. 
on, you know, goes around clutter. And also I just think that clutter kind of, it takes time to handle and we're so busy these days that we sometimes just keep on going and we just don't carve the time out to tackle the clutter. So it just, we just start drowning in it. And before you know it, you know, we're overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's so true. And this is why I love everything that you're doing around organization, because it's not just about what to do, but you really play into that mindset piece of it too, because I think that that is the root cause of why we have clutter and why we can't get rid of it because there is such a different, deeper level to it. And this is kind of addressed a little bit in your newest book, Purpose Over Possessions. Isn't that right? Absolutely. It's, you know, it's funny because I'll just go ahead and give a backstory for people that are interested in this kind of thing. I wrote all those Organize Now books and they were all step-by-step guides and um, really, really, you know, they've done really well. But all of a sudden I realized that I needed to take the this to a deeper level because when I'm coaching people one-on-one, I do take it to a deeper level. And a lot of times the way I teach it is in a very spiritual way. Um, so I decided I wanted to write this book, which is very spiritually based. And my publisher at the time was like, no, we can't do that because, you know, you might offend somebody. And we had to end up in a lot, you know, long story short, we had to part ways because this is something that I feel strongly about that if you can figure out the why and you can figure out, you know, why you're really here, you're not here to collect more things. You're not here to work harder, to earn more money, to collect more things. More things are never, ever, ever going to make you happy in the long run. You have to have something deeper inside of you. And so I uh, wrote the book because when we take a look inside and we learn these things and we refocus and we start living with intentionality, it becomes really easy to part with the clutter after that. I love that so much. And I love too that you you say in kind of the the briefing of the book that it inspires you to make over your mindset, to set godly priorities in your time, space, dreams, money, and faith. And I think that that ultimately is what we all want. We want to have godly priorities. We want him to be kind of that ruling factor. I mean, that's what we talk about here at Your Life Rocks, right? Like that is the number one principle to having balance in your life is putting him first. But I think sometimes the clutter and the emotions that go with the clutter can kind of hinder that for us to to have that clear intention and really living out that intention that we want to have. Oh, all the time. I mean, we have the best intentions, but it's hard. I mean, it's, if you don't have a plan and you're not really grounded in staying focused, it, you can get distracted so easily. There's always things that need your attention or more, you know, responsibilities or people, all sorts of stuff. And I always joke around about how many times have some, you know, if you're listening, how many times have you said then before you go to bed, I'm going to wake up earlier tomorrow. I'm going to spend time with God. I'm going to spend a longer chunk of time doing a devotional. I'm going to pray. I'm going to journal. And you wake up with the right intentions, but things just start distracting you and it never happens. And then you feel guilty and you're, you're just back on the same hamster wheel the next day. So we have to start really thinking about how do we want to live each day and what kind of things that I call clutter are wasting, you know, a lot of our valuable time and a lot of our valuable resources. I love that. And so I highly encourage, because I know we've talked a lot on this show with different guests in the past around organization and what to do, but it always comes back to that mental piece and that mindset piece and kind of getting that right. So I would encourage anyone to check out your book. Where can they find your newest book, Purpose Over Possessions? So it is 
Barnes and Noble. It's on Amazon. It's on my website, jenniferfordberry.com. There, you know, it's basically anywhere you can find books. It's even on Kindle. And it's just a really kind of a different approach at looking at organization and decluttering your life with the intention that you can get to get to free up. I, I call it STEM. You'll hear me say this all the time if you um, follow along with me, but space, time, energy, and money. I always say that clutter takes up a lot of STEM. And if you learn to tackle it, you can free up space, time, energy, and money to use toward your God-given purpose. So good. And this is, again, why I love you because it's talking so much about the mindset piece, but then you're also very practical in the things that you do and all of the how-tos. So let's talk about some of the how-tos that you have. Now, you, you are kind of the master of all things organization, but I really specifically want to talk about paper yeah. because, um, you know, as I'm sitting right now at work and it's year end stuff, so I'm surrounded by paper and I just want to burn it all <laughs> get it away from me because it feels so suffocating to me to have so much paper and the files and boxes of paper. Like what is the deal with paper? It feels like even today I went to go get the mail and it was like a stack full of paper. And I'm like, I don't need any of this stuff. Yeah. It's all just going to go in the recycle bin. Such a waste. It, it is really such is. a waste. And then, so you know, sad. the kids' backpacks come home and it's just <laughs> yeah. stacks of more paper that I'm like, okay, well, you could have sent me an email. I don't need all of this stuff. So talk to us a little bit about paper and, uh-huh. and how we can start to get a control over all of this stuff. Okay. So here's the funny thing is that I love organizing paper and it's just been so funny to me that that's the number one question I get from audience members when I'm speaking is what do I deal with all the paper and makes me sad, honestly, because they're so stressed out about it. It literally hurts my heart, Jenny, because I'm thinking you don't have to live that way. There's a, there's a system, there's a, a way to go about it. The thing about it is, is that it takes a little time to hit the restart button and do it a better way. For example, when you were saying all the stuff coming in, we can be intentional and we can take a few simple steps and decrease the amount of paper coming in because that'll save us, again, the space, time, energy, and money that it takes to manage all of this paper. So we want to start at the root of the problem, right? We want to cut down on what's coming in. Most people just don't know how to do that. And then after you cut down, you want to start purging. Purging like you've never purged before. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell I, you, my favorite activity in the world is to throw things away. Oh, me too. Me, I love me it too. so I love much. It. I love it too. And it's because we feel like we're more in control if we take action. When it's just hanging around and we're not doing anything about it, we feel really, honestly, really bad about ourselves. And it's just like, we just keep sinking in deeper and deeper. We're like, we know we need to change, but we're just not making an effort. So tackling paper is something that may seem like it's not that big of a deal in your life, but it really, really can improve your life when you do it the right way. So I think just knowing what the other thing is, what to keep and what to toss. A lot of people are not sure. They ask me all the time. They're not sure what they have to keep based on financials or on a business and what they can let go of. And I'm here to tell everybody listening, this is the good news. 80% of the paper you're keeping, you do not need. I know that sounds crazy, but there's a, you know, specific system that you need to use with your paper and most of it can be tossed. 
I know it's hard to believe, but it's true. It um, is hard to believe. And I have to tell you, this is where I get anxiety. Like as much as I love <laughs> yeah. to throw things away, like I will look at a piece of paper and be like, but what if, mm-hmm. what if, what, <laughs> what if? if I, what if I need this information and then I can't find it and I think it's going to be available online, but then what if it's not? And there's some kind of glitch in the system or something, you know what? Like, I'm just always so paranoid. Okay. So something's going to happen. Yeah. There's just so much fear, um, attached to paper, which is why people stay stuck. We're getting better as a society compared to like, you know, back in the the fifties and sixties, I mean, you want to talk about paper hoarding. It was at an all time high. And I've worked with some people like that, but it's gotten better and better because of the digital world. The difference is again, you need a plan. So for a very specific example, if you were going to, you know, get rid of financial statements and things like that, then you need to take a little extra time and make sure you have a simple tool where it gives you the login, the website, um, your password, something so that you can actually go to that website and find that statement when you need it. And that will kind of make you feel more comfortable letting the paper go. But you can't just like throw it all out and not think, you know, think through the process. The other thing is, and I know this is like going to sound again extreme, but seriously, the next time you throw a piece of paper out, ask yourself, and what if I throw it out and I'm not supposed to? And what if I need it and I don't have it? What is the worst case scenario? Because a lot of times our fear blows up into a giant balloon that isn't even accurate. That's true. That's a great question to ask the what if. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what if you throw your, you know, kids craft out when they're three years old and they find it in the garbage? Yeah. You feel like a really crappy mom, but (laughs) you'll get through it. We all have done it. (laughs) So true. Oh my gosh. The kids paperwork and artwork. Like it's one thing to talk about the bills and the paper that comes in from work and like, but the kids stuff, that's where I really struggle. I have to admit, I bought these binders a couple years ago and I was going to pare down all of their stuff and just keep the things that are really important and take pictures of the things that were too big and then just toss a bunch of stuff. I couldn't bring myself to do it. So mm-hmm. I have like this box full of all of their things with the notebooks sitting on top of them. And I'm just, you know, and I think part of it too is that my kids are older now. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that part of their life is gone and to throw it away now, like it'd be different mm-hmm. if there were still four, you know? Yeah. And they yeah. bring it home and I toss it away. But I know I'm not going to get any more of that kind of artwork or the, that kind of writing or, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's so hard. Yeah. And I have, a, I have a client who has four little boys. And when we first met, she was hanging on to everything ev- for four kids. And even, you know, oh my gosh, anything they brought home. And I never thought she would get to the, get to the other side. And I was with her um, last week and we were laughing. I said, remember how you used to be? And she's like, I know. Why was I like that? I was like, you're free now. Now, I'm not going to say to moms listening that I don't keep anything from my children, but I have a specific plan and a reason for what I'm keeping. And I have a specific system for organizing it because, and listen carefully, Everybody can let themselves off the hook for keeping all of it because when your kids are grown, they are not going to want all of that stuff. And if you don't believe me, imagine your mother-in-law pulling into your driveway right now with a carload of stuff from your spouse, you know, or your mom coming with your stuff. Would you want all of it? 
you're probably so overwhelmed with what you already have that you couldn't even imagine having to go through a carload of stuff. And that's exactly how your kids are going to feel. But we still, with that being said, want to keep certain things for certain reasons. And I think once you decipher the difference between the two, it makes it a lot easier to let go. That's amazing. Yeah, I think that that's true. Like it totally puts it in perspective when, you know, when you say like pull up with a carload of stuff, I can only imagine (laughs) my mother-in-law doing that and me being like, no. (laughs) But we save this stuff and we think because Johnny is going to think I'm the best mom ever for saving all of his math worksheets and his writing. (laughs) You know, I've seen, I've worked with people when Johnny's grown and they're so excited that they've wasted all the space for Johnny's stuff for 30 years. And Johnny comes in and you know what he says? He goes, mom, really? I don't want this stuff. Like, I can't believe you kept it. So I think, you know, keeping a smaller amount will be something they actually appreciate. When you give them a ton of it, it's too overwhelming. Yeah, that's true. And you're right. It does take up a ton of space and you are saving that and keeping it for years where it's just yes. taking up space. Yeah. And if you don't do it the right way, it's not going to, it's, you know, 30 years from now or more, it's not going to be in the same condition because we didn't put it into the correct system from the get-go. Yeah. Let's look, I want to go back to, um, to the mail and to yeah. like paper that comes into the house because, you know, we, we, we talked a little bit about it already. And we talked about the paper that comes in from kids. Now you had mentioned cutting down on the clutter and then clear it out, just like tossing it all away, everything that you can and asking yourself that question. Like if I needed this in the future and I threw this away, where would I be able to find that? And would I need it again? And I, I also really like the idea about looking at where it can be stored digitally. Now, mm-hmm. one thing that I wanted to ask you, um, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on, because I always mean like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. And I've been saying this for two years and I haven't done it yet, but scanning papers in or taking a photo and saving it to like Google Drive or Evernote or you know any of these other software systems that are out there. So I don't have the paper, but I still have the information. Is that still hoarding the information. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. And I know, and I don't do everything. I don't do things like every other organizer you've, you know, people have heard of. I do it a specific way based on a lot of experience. And I'm going to tell you, and everybody's going to gasp when they hear me say this. I think digital clutter is almost worse than physical clutter in certain aspects. One is if you were to say, oh, I'm going to get rid of all of these papers that are cluttering up my life and I'm going to scan them in. First of all, you're going to take a lot of time out of your life to do it. And then it's not even worth doing unless you have the correct system, which means digital folders, all the things that you need with physical paper so that you can find exactly what you need when you need it. So it's kind of like if you were to buy a bunch of plastic containers at Target, because this weekend you're getting organized, and you put all of your clutter into the bins. It does not make you organized. So being organized means you know, you first of all, are willing to let go of things that are not going to be something you use or something you love. And it gives every single thing you keep a home. So I'm going to say that again. If you want to become organized, first of all, you have to ask yourself, do I love this? Do I use this? And then the second part for everything you kept means it has to have a specific home. If it doesn't have a specific home, you won't know where to find it. 
So that works for physical clutter as well as digital clutter. And digital clutter can get just as bad. It can be out of sight, out of mind. You can keep too much because you think, oh, well, it's not physical. It's not taking up, you know, physical space, but it's still taking up space in your life. And then you have to, again, go back and clear it out when you don't need it anymore. So it doesn't take all the work away. You just have to really think it through. Now, with that being said, if you are going to scan the specific pieces of paper that you actually will refer back to, not just keeping it out of fear like we mentioned before, and it was going to go into an organized system, then I would be more of a fan of it. Just depends on how you're going to do it. And that makes sense. So it has to yeah. have intention. Yeah. Yeah. And I will tell you, the digital clutter that I have probably cost me more time than anything else. I think so too. I mean, look at photos as an example. Yes. Photos have become more of a pain in the butt, really, to be quite blunt, with the digital than it ever was for me when they print, you know, I sent it out and they came back and I popped them in an album. Um, it's got way, and I, I don't enjoy them as much because they're not in an organized system is, you know, it takes me so much longer to get them in a system than it did when I did, used to do it the old way. So it just depends. You have to really think it through. Yeah. And I feel like that there, you can even get overwhelmed by how many different systems, like, you know, talking yeah. about photos. I have a friend that does the, every quarter she does like the the printed books, you know, that you can get yep. and send your photos in and different ways of like organizing those things. And then you think about just all of the different systems, both electronically and mm -hmm. in person. And then you think about like planners and like all of the organization tools, which I love buying organization tools. And then I have never use them. Yeah. So yeah. like at what point do you say enough is enough or do you feel like you need more systems? Because I know systems are important. They are, but we can't skip right to the system. We still have to do the work of the purging. We still have to do the work of the sorting. So, you know, it's, a, it's funny how a lot of times when I take on a new client, they're so excited and they want to know what they can go buy, um, what kind of organizing projects or products they can go buy. Because who doesn't like a good trip to Ikea or the container store or Target? Oh, yeah. We love that stuff, right? Especially as moms. And I will say absolutely nothing. And they're a little disappointed because that's not the first step. You have to do all of the purging and all of the sorting so we know exactly how much of each category you're keeping before we can find a product. I have to know what kind of lifestyle you want. What is you know, your vision for your home and your family? I have to know a lot about you before I can you know, recommend an organizational product. Otherwise, it'll end up just another piece of clutter. I'm telling you, I see it all the time. So it's, and, and this is coming from somebody that sells organizing books, but I always tell the funniest story where I was on, my book was on hoarders and it was a little old lady. She was so adorable and she hoarded containers and books, no joke. And she went into books a million. They filmed her buying my book, organized now. It was a lot of good coverage. And, you know, of course I was excited to get all that footage. But the funniest part is I'm like, it's sad. She's never going to read it. <laughs> She's just hoarding it. So she just wasted her money on an organizing product that isn't going to help her. And that's not the purpose for me writing the book in the beginning. So just a funny example, but it doesn't matter what kind of product it is if we don't follow along in an organized system. Uh, so good. Okay. So I have one more question for you. Now, I've heard you say before that we have to keep in mind that we are raising someone's future spouse or employee. So it's one thing, and, and you even kind of talked about this at the very beginning of the show, you know, we might not have been taught by our parents how to organize, and we might not know ourselves still mm -hmm. how to organize, but then the thought of 
continuing that down another generation is a little bit scary too. So how do we make that change for our kids so that they are learning to be more organized as they become someone else's spouse or employee? Yeah. And you know, it's hard for moms because there's a number of reasons. They'll either feel guilty, like they should be doing it for, you know, everything in the home and keeping it all organized and helping their kids, especially nowadays, kids are super busy, all of that. But if I don't teach my kids how to be organized, just like I teach them how to ride a bike or read and write, like who's going to teach them? And these, these children are going to have their own homes someday. So for example, you know, never teaching your kids how to do their laundry and sending them out the door as teenagers isn't really doing their spouse or them any favors because someday they are going to have to do their own laundry. Um, they are going to have to keep up with a home. So it's a good, you know, I'm really passionate about teaching kids to be a steward of things. You know, kids nowadays want more and more and more, but are they stewarding what they already have? Are they taking care of their room? Are they taking care of their belongings? Are they taking care of their, you know, dreaded electronics? I mean, they want more <laughs> of these things, but are they taking, I mean, do they know where their chargers are? Do they have a system in place for these things that they had to have? And even little kids, toddlers can learn how to put the blocks in the red basket and the matchbox cars in the blue basket. And here's the thing as moms, we have to remember, they're not going to get it perfect. And that is okay. They're not going to be as good at it as you are. But that doesn't mean you jump in and do it for them because they're not going to learn. And, you know, my kids now are 18 and almost 15. So I'm getting ready next year to send our daughter off to college. And you know, my husband and I are having conversations all the time, like, what else, you know, do we have to make sure that she's, she's aware of, or she's going to be able to know how to handle on her own, because it's not our job to do it for them. It's a, it's our job to teach them. And I really think sometimes we have to be reminded of that because, you know, it's just easier or they didn't do a, you know, do it the way we would do it. Yeah. I love that. I always say I'm not raising kids. I'm raising adults. Yes. Because yes. they're not, I can't have them be kids their entire life. They need to, at some point, learn to manage themselves and the world around them. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's super great. Now, do you have any books or resources around teaching your kids to be good stewards? I do have a real quick organizing challenge for kids. It's not available right now, but it is coming up at certain times of the year. We've done it usually over summer vacation when the kids have time to focus on organizing their space. So look for that, that time of year. I do also have a chore chart that I use for my own kids. It's just really simple. So anybody that wants a copy of that, feel free to email me. My website is jenniferfordberry.com. But then, you know, the other thing is the books, the Organize Now series, there's so much in there that any age can benefit from. And one of the big things is getting kids to understand time management because a lot of time is wasted on you know, social media and things like that these days. And you know what? No employee is going to appreciate that. How many <laughs> hours you were on social media when you were a teenager. Uh, yeah. um, so time management is a big one that kids can learn. And that's, you know, there's a lot about time management in my books. Fantastic. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Well, now before we let you go, one last question I have for you. What do you think is the number one advice you would give someone if they're like, Jennifer, if you only saw my house right now, if you only knew like how much stress this is causing in my marriage and my family and me internally, what would be that number one piece of advice that you would give that woman? So number one, I don't want you to waste your energy feeling bad about yourself. 
because that's not going to serve you. So we just need to let that go and start new today. And you can simply ask for help. I mean, there's plenty of people out there that love organizing as much as I do that you might even know, and they would be, you'd be doing them a favor by asking them to come help Mm -hmm. you because they truly enjoy it. Number two, I'm available anywhere via phone. I do phone coaching all the time across the United States. And I also have just launched a brand new course all about paper. So it's Paper Purge Project. Um, And you can get that at jenniferforberry.com forward slash paper dash purge dash project. And finally, if you decide you want to start on your own, you and hear me, this is very important. You are not going to organize your entire life in a weekend. You're not going to organize your entire house in a weekend. This takes time and it starts with one small, very focused area. So if, for example, if you're like, okay, Jennifer, you don't, you don't understand. My kitchen is a hot mess. Then set the timer for 15 to 30 minutes and you know whatever you can get done until that timer goes off, you have to be okay with that. So it might be two drawers. But do it right. Really clean it out. Look at everything. Put like things together. Set up a system for that drawer that's going to work. And then when that's completely 100% done, move on to the next space. A lot of times people start out with the best intention and they burn out because they're not super laser focused on a small area. They start out in a kitchen drawer and then they run into the laundry room to put something away. And they're like, well, this is a hot mess too. (laughs) So yeah. And it's like, squirrel, <laughs> you know? Totally. That's what happens to me. Yeah. So here's another trick. Anything that doesn't belong in the kitchen while you're organizing it, just grab a bin or a laundry basket or a box and anything that doesn't belong in the kitchen, put it in there and leave it until you get to the right area. Stay focused on the task at hand. Timers are your friend. And when the timer goes off, you have to give yourself a pat on the back and be okay. Don't start looking at what isn't done. You want to focus what all, you know what you already accomplished. I love that. You and I have talked about this before. We both love timers. Timers are your best friend. Timers are awesome. And you're, most women listening to the show are not going to have four hours to do this. No, stuff. They're going to no. have little chunks of time. But guess what, girls? That adds up. Mm-hmm. You would be amazed at what you could accomplish in 20 minutes. I know. It's even 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. I love it. Well, I know that your paper course is not going to be available for very long. So this episode goes live on the 28th. If you're listening to it on the day that it goes live, the course is only available till the 29th. So if you have issues with paper and you're like, I need to know the systems, go and get the course. Now, where can they get the course right away, Jennifer? So just jenniferfordberry.com forward slash paper dash purge dash project. It's the paper purge project. The course is going to launch. It's going on right now to the 29th and then we'll probably relaunch it sometime during the year. I'm not sure when that's going to be. So right now we're really focusing on getting everybody in so that they can get ready for tax season. It's the beginning of a new year. Um, This time of year is the perfect time to tackle your paper because think about how much Base time, energy, and money, you're going to save the rest of the year if you just hone in and get it done the right way. And I literally, Jenny, will teach them exact, the exact system I use in my own home and I love that. the system I use in my client's home. So I know it works. I love that. And I love too that it's a seven-week course. So you can just little by little by little by little get there. And it's not just like you have to like clear your schedule and try to get it all done no, at once, which I think is no. beautiful. It's just bite-sized pieces 
all paper from bills, files, manuals, school papers, memorabilia, coupons. I mean, just all the paper. And when you're done, you're going to be like, why didn't I, you know, do something about this paper earlier? Because it's really, I think people make it a lot more difficult than it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing such great wisdom. And thank you for all of the work that you're doing out there for women and helping them with their mindset around clutter and most importantly, giving them the tools so that they can really be living into their God-given purpose. It's amazing what you do. My pleasure. See, isn't she just so much fun? If you are looking to control the paper in your life, I highly recommend that you go and check out her course. Not only is it super affordable, but it's also very super doable and easy to follow. Now, if you're listening to this podcast after January 29th, you can still go check it out. Get on the wait list for the next time she offers this course to everybody. Okay, now can I tell you a little bit about next week's episode? I'm super excited about it because we are talking about the Sabbath. Now, oftentimes on this show, we are talking about like how to get more stuff done. We don't always talk about how to rest. And that is exactly what we're diving into next week. So I hope that you hit subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And until then, keep building a life that rocks. Bye. Hey, just because the episode's over doesn't mean we have to stop hanging out. Head on over to Instagram and follow me there. You can find me at your.life.rocks. Or if you're more of a Facebook kind of girl, join our community of working Christian moms just like you. You can search Your Life Rocks over on Facebook and connect with us there. And if you're ready to truly create lasting balance and get results in your life, maybe it's time for you to join Life Balance Membership. Download the Your Life Rocks app in iTunes or in Google Play. You can upgrade to the membership right inside the app. And if you're looking for more resources to help you create more balance, head on over to yourliferocks.com.